You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode because today I want to share with you guys a little process that I did recently that I believe will be very beneficial for you. We even have a worksheet, like these podcasts are turned into whole little trainings or classes or whatever, but um, I have a worksheet that accompanies today's podcast. So if you are on the same wavelength as me with everything I'm going to be talking about today, you can go to blessedandbossedup.com slash 134. An easy way to remember that is this is episode 134. So just go to com forward slash 134. And I'll also go ahead and put that link in the show notes for you guys to make it convenient. But before we get into today's, into today's episode, of course, we got the church announcements. I will be in Atlanta this week. I'm super excited. I have a huge following. Atlanta has been like hovering in like the top five cities for people who support me and who support this show and things like that. So I'm really excited to go to Atlanta for the tour. You can still get your tickets up until the event starts. Just go to godismyceotour.com and get your tickets. And I look forward to seeing everybody who already has their tickets. I look forward to hanging out for breakfast with the VIPs. I'm just really excited. It's This tour has just been so fulfilling to be able to meet you guys in person and give you hugs and all that good stuff. And I'm excited about what we'll do next year. I feel like we'll do, let me not get ahead of myself, but I would like to do, just so y'all don't hold me to it, put it, make it an option. Um, I would like to do some type of tour every year. So it'll probably be called something different every year. Um, We're not sold on necessarily one particular theme. Um, I really enjoy sitting down. I'm a foodie, so I like to eat. And I just believe it's something really personable about sitting down and sharing a meal with people. Um, so I was thinking as I was just, just let my mind wander the last few weeks, I was thinking about well, maybe next year we can do like a business over breakfast type of thing or like a dinner tour or something like that, where it's a little bit more selective, maybe go into more cities and just sit down and then maybe do like a bigger event to where we can all come together, like a little family reunion or something. <laughs> but yeah, those just where my thoughts have been going, but I'm really enjoying this tour and I'm excited about what's going to happen in Atlanta. I've been telling y'all the last few weeks that my topic for my portion of the event is when the weight is self-imposed. So we talk about the weight all the time, pretty much that space of being where you are and, and where you know God has for you and just how difficult it may be. But I don't think enough people touch on when you put yourself in that situation. So we're going to really tackle that. And I'm really excited to talk about that. Um, and so if you are in the Atlanta area, get your ticket and come. I'm excited to meet all of you guys and shout out to everybody who have been doing the homework assignments over the last few episodes. I did an episode, was this last week? No, it was the week before last where it was called create the, create the environment or create the atmosphere and execute. And I gave the assignment to 
really sit down and have real praise and worship, like create that atmosphere that you're looking to get in these churches or at these events, create that atmosphere at home and then just sit in God's presence and listen to what he has to say. And then after he, he reveals the things that he needs you to do, get up and be obedient and execute them and just watch how your life will change. And you guys, I read one of the testimonials last week, but y'all have been giving, sending me so many more emails since then about what has happened when you sat there and did that. And it just really warms my heart because I'm personally in a space right now. And I sent out an email that was similar to it on, uh, on my email list last week, but I'm in a space right now where it's like I'm in between churches. And so I don't have a place where I go to worship every week. We kind of bounce around and even in bouncing around, I've been really frustrated because it's, I feel like it's, I feel like the old churches and the young churches need to like sit down and have like a meeting or something because there are things that the older churches can take note of from the younger churches and like modernize the way that they do things a little bit. But then there's also some things that us young people can take from the older generation to make sure that we're not cutting corners. And so for me, I've even been reading like the book of Acts in my study time because I'm like, man, God, religion has just become just so much like these man-made systems what can we get back to the basics of really just discipling people and winning souls and so I've just been in a place honestly of being really frustrated because I haven't been able to find a place that I could really go and worship at and but I've also taken it as a sense of responsibility because I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't have a platform you know, when it comes to this show and people who listen and take the things that I say seriously, especially in the faith sector. So I'm like, well, let me make sure that I'm on my stuff. So even as I'm reading Acts, I'm thinking for myself, okay, how can I do this better? How can I do that better to make sure we're, we're really winning souls? Like I'm, I'm spending time with myself, like, okay, what don't I like about these churches? What's bothering me? And how can, when I'm doing things for God, make sure that I'm not cutting these corners that I feel like a lot of these places are, are cutting when it comes to really making sure people's lives are saved. It, and it just felt like, it just felt like every like a lot of churches these days, you go and you kind of get spoon fed. And then it's like, well, you got to come back next week to know how this ends. And I'm like, bro, we don't even know if we're going to make it to next week. Like, how dare we walk around with this chip on our shoulder or walk around as with this level of pride saying, oh, I'll be back next week. We don't know that, you know, so how can you not give me what's going to save me while I'm here right now? I don't understand that. It makes me very upset. And I ain't going to get too deep into it. I'm really get mad on here, but it really bothers me. And so um, what I really take that for myself when it comes to this podcast, I'm like, well, every episode is going to be a complete episode. It ain't finna be no part two next week. We're not doing that. Every episode is going to be a complete episode. I need to finish what God put me on, on assignment to talk about that week every time. Even we, even last week where it was do or part two, I was like, man, we're getting over the 45 minutes. I like to keep the show, but I'm not about to stop. We about to finish what, what God has to say, because I want you to take it and change your life and, and really make an impact and a transformation. So, so yeah, I just really been in that space of, I guess, frustration. And that's where this week's episode comes in. The title of this week's episode is called fill the gap. And one of my my biggest strengths is I'm very self-aware. I think that I thank God for that quality. I didn't do anything to get it. 
I didn't work hard to try to learn to be more self-aware. I've just always been a very self-aware person. I know what, what my flaws are. Um, I try to work on them. If I slip up, then, you know, it is what it is. I try to get back on track, but I'm, I'm just a very, very self-aware person. And I like to have these little checkpoints with myself to make sure that I'm being all who God called me to be. And going into these different ministry specific places have really made me want to be even more accountable to myself because I don't want to be another one of those people who are not taking the mandate on my life seriously. I'm not trying to play with God's work. It's a serious thing. And so, um, so yeah, I did this little exercise with myself and I call it fill the, fill the gap. There's a worksheet that accompanies this on, like I said, blessedandbossedup.com slash 134, where you can do the same exercise that I did. But I really just sat down with myself and I was like, okay, Tatum, what, I just looked at the different areas of my life. So I wrote down the different roles that I have. So I'm a wife, um, I want to be a mother and I'm the type of person where I live a few years ahead in my head, if that makes sense. So in my mind, I already know like what I want to do in my thirties. I know I want to do in my forties. I know what I want to do in my fifties. And, and I try to do little things now to put me in a better position for those things, if that makes sense. So a good example of that is I want to own a franchise. Specifically, I want to own a Chick-fil-A and that's something I want to do in my forties. And so, um, I, one of the reasons that I went back to school to get my MBA was because I knew that I had to look a certain way on paper to make sure that I'm eligible to get one of the franchises that I want. And so an MBA would make me look really good on paper to accomplish this goal I want to do 20 years from now. And the reason why I wanted to do it now is because I was like, well, I don't have any kids yet. Um, I work for myself full time. My business is primarily online, so it's very manageable. Let me just get the degree now before I get to the point where I am a mom. My business is a lot more uh, requiring a lot more of my time and then it's a lot harder. So I was like, let me knock this joint out right now and to set me up for later. So that was part of the, my decision making around getting the MBA. Um, and there are other things that I do. So like y'all know, I want to own a winery. That's like my goal for my 50s. I want to own a winery. I don't want to, I want to sell the wine that I grow on my property, but I don't want to be like an active partner. I want to be the partner that just puts a few million in to get it up and running, partner with somebody who has a bunch of experience in the wine industry. And I just relax and collect my money. Like that's all I want to do. I don't want to be involved in the sales and all of that, but I want my, all of my land. I want the wine growing on my property. I want um, just a lot of space. And that's very isolated and, and very relaxing with my grandkids running around like that's just that's my vision that's what I want I want to have people come I want to have like a section of my property where people are able to come and do tastings and stuff like that so y'all know I'm an introvert right so when I want to be social I could go down there and like hang out with the people who come and tell them about our great wines and then when I don't want to be social I can just go back to the house like I got this all figured out in my head but knowing I want to do this 30 years from now, I try to do little things now where I'll try to, my mom told me about like this wine app, it's called Vino. 
And so I could use it to kind of learn about the different wines if I get get a bottle from the store or if I'm like, I'll read certain articles about wine online just to educate myself a little bit. So I'm not going too deep, too far into it till I'm neglecting what's the focus right now, but I'm just... No, I'm in my mind. I know this is what I want to do. So um, let me just do something small now to better position myself or better educate myself for that. But let's pause here, take a break, pay a bill, and then I'll be back to finish that thought. This episode is brought to you by Scentbird. I personally love to smell good and I love to have a variety of fragrances that I get to pick and choose which one I want to wear on a day-to-day basis. But oftentimes that leads to break in the bank because luxury fragrances are super expensive and they add up really, really fast. Scentbird is a luxury fragrance subscription service for perfumes and colognes. It's a great way for you to discover new fragrances without buying an entire bottle. Just choose the perfume you want to try and they'll send you a 30-day supply in the mail. I got mine recently and I'm like obsessed with all of the different scents that I had. And I loved how easy it was to browse the perfumes online, look at the reviews and see what other people were saying to help me decide which ones I wanted to try. Since they have over 450 luxury brands, I was able to get the ones that I usually love, but also mix things up and try some new things that I may want to add to the mix in the future. I even got some for my husband and he wore them uh, the last couple of weeks. And so date night has been upped by like 100% because he smells so amazing. Scentbird is offering listeners of this podcast 50% off your first month today. That's only $7.50 for your first fragrance. Go to scentbird.com slash blessed and use my code blessed for 50% off your first month. Again, that's S-C-E-N-T bird.com slash blessed for you to try your first perfume or cologne for just $7.50. Sign on, smell amazing. Let's get back to the show. Now, a lot of people can't really handle that. So I'm telling y'all what I do, but some people you can, some people may get easily overwhelmed. So if that's you, I don't suggest that you do this, but I'm just trying to give you a little bit of an insight on how my mind works and why I wanted to sit down and do this exercise with myself. Um, so yeah, back to the fill the gap exercise, as I said, I was feeling very frustrated with a lot of things spiritually, a lot of the the spiritual spaces. Also, I have this media company where it's not just about doing podcast retreats at the end of the year. While that's one thing that I've introduced to you guys, it's a big mandate on that. You know, the, the mission of that business is to dominate the sphere of media. So there are, I forgot how many, but spheres of influence in the world and media is one of them. And so the mandate on that business is to dominate the sphere of media with the word word of God. So that's creating different shows, whether it be podcasts, TV, movies, it'll expand over time, even though we're starting with podcasts right now. But the goal is to really take over the world with the word of God. And it's not always preachy. Sometimes it's an entertainment show, but it's news. Sometimes it may be about sports. Like it's not all about being super ministry related. A lot of them may be about business because there's so much opportunity in the marketplace for us to really insert ourselves to be um, people who are of God, but uh, who are also solving real problems in the world. So it's just, it's a huge mandate on that business. And so I just found myself too, like, well, God, 
what's really going on? Because if this show, for example, where we talk about God a lot and um, on this tour where I'm pretty much giving a sermon every week, like, so here I am kind of in this space where you would assume that I'm more ministry based than business based sometimes, because I feel like lately God has been trying to pull some things out of us. So we have been talking about more spiritual than business, which I'm cool with because I'm not trying to keep up with no image or no brand or what nobody expects of me. I'm just trying to make God proud. So we going to flow however it is we need to flow in order to make sure we're still in alignment with what he wants. But as I'm just sitting here looking at it, I'm like, okay, I feel like in this space, I'm being I'm being um, stretched ministry wise. I'm like, God, I don't have no fivefold ministry title, like, but I'm just out here doing what you tell me to do. It's, it's, it's not confusing, but it just has me sometimes just kind of like what's going on. And then I have this business that I have to build that has this huge mandate on it that is going to require me to be more so behind the scenes than in the forefront because we're developing and producing shows. It's not like I'm about to have a hundred million podcasts. I'm going to keep this one podcast that that is the show that I primarily speak on, but then I'm going to also build other uh, shows and we'll just say podcasts because that's what we're starting. I'm going to also build other shows and have a major role in developing those and putting them out there and things like that. So I was just kind of like, it was, it was very difficult for me to balance the two identities, I feel like. And it's something I'm still working out. Um, but this all went into me doing this fill the gap worksheet. Okay. So with this worksheet, what I did was because I was kind of in this place of trying to make it make sense. One thing I do know, and I tell y'all all the time is it's not always going to make sense. We just got to make sure we're obedient. So I had to take a step back as my mom was going to all these places. I had to take a step back and be like, okay, Tatum, we're not about to waste time with trying to figure out what God is doing. Cause we already know that's going to be a waste of time. You know, we're not going to figure it out. We're not going to figure out what it is that, that he's trying to do. Stop trying to put yourself in a box because you trying to put yourself in a box means that you're putting God in a box and that's not going to work either. Continue to do what he tells you to do. And eventually it'll make sense. If it don't make sense to you now, it don't need to just continue to be obedient. So y'all, this is how I talk to myself. <laughs> like This is legit how I talk to myself. So me and, me and myself had to be in. And, um, and so we're doing this worksheet. I'm like, okay. And I said this in my sermon in Dallas, where if you're ever in that season where you're trying to figure things out, what you, one of the things that you do is you get organized. And so I sat down, I'm like, okay, well, we have new responsibilities, Tatum. (laughs) You just got married. Um, God gave you this new business and told you to move on it. So now you have a new company that you have to build. Um, in addition to building this new company, you also have to maintain and maintain with a high level of integrity the one that you have, which means like my whole brand, the Tatum Tamia brand that includes speaking, books, podcasts, soon to be merchandise, um, the society community we have. So all of those things fall under the Tatum Tamia name. And then we have Anchored Media, which is the company that I'm building. And so... I was like, okay, well, it's time to get organized, Tatum. And I talked about this a little bit on the multi-million dollar company episode. So go back and listen to it. I don't remember the episode number, but I'll put the link to it in the show notes. But that's a really good 
episode for you to listen to. So if you are, if you are just interested in kind of where my thoughts were as far as building the business part, but this fill the gap exercise for me was not just about business, but it was just about me as a whole, as a person. And I wrote down all of my roles. So all the hats that I, that I wear, I wrote it down. I'm a wife. I am a child of God. I am a daughter. I'm a, I want to be a mom. So that's something I even put in my list because like I said, I live years in advance. So I've been reading up on parenting and childbirth for a while now, because that's something that I knew that I wanted around this time period of my life. My, my goal was to get married and I wanted to have a kid soon. So, um, so yeah, I wrote that down because that's something that's important to me. And then I wrote down, of course, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a servant because I serve you guys. And so I wrote down all of these roles. Then I looked at my list and I rated myself in each category. So I rated from one to 10. And a question I asked myself was, how close am I to mirroring God in this area. And what I meant by that is how close to being excellent am I? So if being like God is a 10 and being trash is a one, (laughs) forgive me, y'all. That's like my favorite word for whatever reason. But if being like God was number 10 and being trash was number one, where do I fall on the spectrum? Let's pay this last bill and I'll tell y'all how my ratings went. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by ClearBank. ClearBank is changing the way entrepreneurs raise money with equity-free capital. Co-founder Michelle Romanow, star of Canada's Dragon Den, which is the Canadian version of Shark Tank, co-founded ClearBank with her partner, Andrew DeSosa, after seeing how many companies were willing to part with precious equity in exchange for a bigger marketing budget. ClearBank believes that founders shouldn't give up a piece of their company to fund marketing and inventory expenses. ClearBank makes equity-free investments from $10,000 to $10 million and can get you a term sheet in less than 20 minutes. They charge a small flat fee for the capital and you pay them back with a win-win revenue share. This is not a loan. This is no interest rate, no fixed maturation date, no personal guarantees, no credit checks, and no financial covenants. ClearBank has relationships with marketing agencies, e-commerce professionals, venture capitalists, accountants, and so many more, giving you a true unfair advantage in the market. ClearBank invested over $150 million in 2018 and over $1 billion this year. Some notable portfolio companies are Public Goods, Lisa Sleep, Latote, and Buffy, to name a few. So if you're doing over $10,000 a month in revenue, find out how you can receive ClearBank Capital by getting your 20-minute term sheet at clearbank.com slash blessed. That's clear, B-A-N-C, so that's bank with a C, dot com slash blessed. ClearBank, stop pitching and get back to doing what you love, growing your business. Now let's get back to the show. And I wrote those things down and also not even just the roles, but I wrote down like my priorities and I rated myself on each, on each one. And so after I rated myself, I created then a new goal for that area in my life. So one of them, one of my priorities is health and wellness because I want to be healthy. I want to live life 
with without any like ailments or diseases. I want to be healthy for my children. I want to be healthy because I want to bear children. I want to be just healthy so I could live life to the fullest. And that's the area, if I'm being real, that I was on the trash spectrum <laughs> at because and when I was being real with myself, I became an entrepreneur in what, 2015? So it's been like four years. So when I started becoming all in in my business, I started neglecting like my health. And one thing that I that I realized was like growing up, I was always a dancer. So I was always on somebody dance team. I was always dancing up until college. I was on a dance team. And so I was used to pretty much eating whatever I want and still staying in shape because I was burning so many calories all the time with dancing. So then when I stopped dancing and then and then I started working, so I'm sitting down all day. And then even with entrepreneurship, I'm sitting down even more because now the time that I may have been out before, now I'm still at home in my computer trying to, to build a business. I neglected myself. I kept the same foodie eating habits, but I didn't have anything to supplement that. And so because of that, I gained weight. Like I'm like the heaviest right now that I've been in my entire life. I'm not a naturally heavy person. I don't, when it comes to my body personally, it's not one of those things where it's like, you know, some people just say they're built larger or whatever. I'm not, if I'm being completely frank, I'm built tall and slim. Not really that, not, didn't really have like no butt or nothing like that. I was always like ruler shape, just slim, tall, like long legs, long arms. That has always been my body shape. But now being in entrepreneurship, I've gained weight. So I'm heavier and I don't like it. And I'm not on a spectrum of like, oh, I hate, I hate my body or I hate the way I look. Like I still think I'm beautiful. My husband still loves me. Like I don't beat myself up about it or I don't feel like less than anything because of my appearance. But it's something I had to be real and be like, and it's not about the appearance either. It's about health. So I had to be real, like Tatum, you're on like this, the trash spectrum here. Like you got to figure some things out. And that's something I've always been mindful of. So like, I like to cook. So I would, I, for a while now have been trying to find like different alternatives to things that I like. So instead of less carbs, let me try like the little cauliflower substitutes and let me drink my little green drinks to try to get extra vegetables in. So I've always been doing things, but I haven't really been like Tatum, you need to exercise three times a week in addition to eating right. You need to get this weight off and being serious about it and making it a priority. I just haven't. And when I have, I've been very inconsistent. And I'm the type of person where I'm like, well, how can I be inconsistent in this area of my life? But then tell other people to be consistent. Like one thing my father told me, and he's a little harsh, and I think I've said this on the show before, but he's real harsh. So he was like, you can't be fat and trying to inspire people. And I was like, what you mean? He like, because that just shows that you are undisciplined in that area of your life. How you going to be fat and be trying to tell people how to yada, yada, yada. So y'all don't be mad at him if that offended you, but that's how he talks. And I'm a straight shooter. I don't really mind it. So I was like, okay, I get what you're saying. I could read past the delivery, get to the root of what he's saying. And so for me, I'm like, well, Tatum, how are you going to show up to do the things that God calls you to do in your best self if you are lacking in this area? And, and to be real, you're leaving a door open for the enemy in this area. So yeah, you continue to pray for your health. You continue to plead the blood over your body and all of those things. But you also got to do some work to make sure that 
you're supporting the things that you're praying for. And so, um, so that's just one example of just kind of how my thought process went as far as this exercise goes. So my role or my priority that I wrote down was to be healthy. And, um, so then my new goal was to, I didn't have, I didn't have a weight loss goal, right? I don't want to hop on a scale. I want to change my lifestyle and I'm not going to, cause even before I think I lost a good amount of weight last year before my wedding. And I was focusing more so on like the, um, the vanity of it, like how I looked and things like that. But this time is for me, it's like, forget that. Like I, I'm worried more so of just making sure I'm feeding my body what it needs and treating my body the way it needs to be treated so that I can continue to carry out God's vision. And so, um, yeah, so my goal with that was to exercise consistently and eat healthy consistently. That was it. Simple as that. So then after I write down the goal, I wrote down action steps. So one of my action steps were um, no eating sweets during the week. And I didn't even get a sweet tooth until I was married, like, or until I started dating my husband. He has like the craziest sweet tooth. I ain't never eat sweets like that until I um, started started being with him. But anyway, so um, cutting down sweets. So now instead of eating cookies every day, you eat cookies one day a week, if that. You know, or um, one of the things I wrote down too was to, um, what I say, meal prep. Luckily, where I work at my office, it's a lot of healthy options. I really like Kava. And it's crazy because there are a lot of healthy places I actually enjoy. It's just when I get, my issue is when I get headstrong on wanting something that may not be healthy, I'm going to get it. I'm like, well, I got the money. I got the means. I can go drive there. Why can't I have it? So it's hard for me to deny when I do get into that mode of, I want this, or I can't even think of any of my guilty pleasures, but it's just hard for me to, to get out of that mode. And so, um, so yeah. And one of my goals was to, whenever I have that urge to eat something unhealthy, to just wait, or one of my action items, I'm sorry, not my goals. Whenever I have that urge to eat something unhealthy, to just wait. And then, but the thing too, about meal prepping, which helps me is because I'm so busy, if I already have my meals picked out is I'm least likely to go get something bad because I don't feel like or have the time to get up get up to go get it so now it's past the I want this real bad it's more so of I ain't got time for that I'm about to just eat what I got and so that's a way to kind of work around my own little <laughs> trick myself into doing the right thing but yeah so that's pretty much how the process goes and another area um I share one that I was trash at. So an area that I was pretty good at, but I'm always striving to be better was uh, my role as a wife. So my husband, my husband really, really values quality time and he, he values quality time uninterrupted. So not us laying up and I got my laptop open or I'm on my phone or I'm taking phone calls. Like he wants to just be with me and just be with me. And so that was a little bit more difficult. I realized that kind of early on in our marriage. And so that was something um, when I was doing this exercise, I was like, well, what has worked? What hasn't worked over this past year of getting married that I can improve upon to be a better wife? Because I'm not that type of person where I'm going to be all bossed up and making all this money and out here living my best life and yada, yada, yada. And my house is a mess. Like, no, my husband comes before all this. My marriage comes before all of this. So I need to make sure that I'm the best for him. 
So in that area, one thing that I realized because he likes to spend time and he likes me to be around my schedule is even more important now. So pretty much like with my, I got this office space, y'all know, and I work basically a nine to five. When he gets up and he's out the door for work, I get dressed and I'm out the door for work. I may get home maybe an hour after him or something like that. But in the evenings, it's just us. I don't, I'm not, I'm not on my computer in the evenings. I might, if we like, let's say we're separated for a point in time, I might respond to a couple emails via my phone. But when we're together, that's that. I don't work past um, like four o'clock on Fridays. Fridays is when I record the podcast usually. And so I don't work past four on Fridays. So I get the podcast and stuff done earlier in the day because Fridays is date nights, weekends. I don't work on the weekends. So when people be like, I could do stuff Saturdays, I can't because I spend time with my husband. We may work out or whatever. We may go get breakfast. We may not be doing anything, but he enjoys that. So I got to make sure I give him that. But then I got, but then with that, I got to make sure that I'm way more, I'm executing at a higher level when I'm, when I am working. Now there are, of course, exception so let's say something going on like hey babe I gotta work late today or whatever that's fine but because I make it a priority to honor him in that way to where I'm giving him my evenings and my weekends and things so that our marriage can be solid if if it comes a time where I'm like I need to work late today he's cool with that so like even with the blessed and bossed up society we do um my live stream that I do is on the first Wednesdays of the month. So he knows on that day I'm working late because the live streams is in the evening. So that's cool, but that's an agreement that we have in our marriage. And so for me writing that down, I was like, okay, understanding all of this, where am I at on the spectrum? So because this is something I've been working on since before we got married, then I was kind of high on that, that list, but I still had some new goals and things that I could do better in my marriage. And so I, I, I wrote down a new goal for that. And then um, I also wrote down some action items, just things that I could do to make my husband know that he's the priority for me just to make him feel good. And, and just things that make him happy that I can make a priority in my life so that our marriage can remain solid. And he does the same thing for me. So for all the feminists out there, calm down. Don't be over here like, we always got to make the accepted that. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. When you equally yoked, you ain't got to worry about that type of stuff. Okay. He holds me down the same way I'm talking right now. But, um, but yeah, so that was pretty much my exercise and it was really, really enlightening. Um, and I, I think having those meetings with myself really helped me to make sure that I'm executing at a higher level. Another thing I wrote down, of course, was as my role, um, was a business owner. You know, with this new business I'm building comes new tasks, new responsibilities, new goals. So, excuse me, I broke out my whiteboard the other day or doing this exercise and I'm like, okay, how can I improve? Like I have to to make sure that my businesses are operating the way that it needs to. So this Tatum to me a brand and everything that falls under this umbrella needs to be operating well, but I also can't be burnt out. Like I got to make sure that, yeah, I'm growing these businesses, but I'm not losing myself and that my life isn't, isn't going downhill because of this blessing or this, this mandate that God gave me. So I wrote down, I went back to my funnels And I looked and saw like what could be automated. So I came up with a system to where 
everything involving the Tatum to me a brand so that like I said, that includes speaking, books, merchandise, this podcast, community, everything can be automated. And so I sat and I looked at it and was like, okay, bet. I'm going to automate everything when it comes to this. Then the FYVA Find Your Voice Academy, which is the program and retreat that we do for new and aspiring podcasters with the media company, the BBU Network. Uh, most of that funnel can be automated pretty much all of it except I'm looking at it now as I'm telling you guys pretty much all of it except one stage of it is automated and even at one stage of the funnel is our open house which is like maybe an hour and a half once a quarter that I'm going to do it when we open up applications and stuff so looking at that I'm like okay bet this is going I can automate pretty much all of this so I don't even have to worry about it so then we go on to the other part of, of the business where we're developing shows from scratch, that's where I have a sticky note on it that says that's where my time goes. And so even looking at it, when I build out these funnels, I even wrote down like how much everything costs. So how much am I making from the retreat? Once people come on as clients after the retreat, how many clients am I going to cap it at in order to stay where um, in order to maximize my time? So I'm like, well, I'm only going to take calls Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm only want X amount of calls a day. So that, so doing that math, I can only take on X amount of people with this program. So I'm writing that down. I'm looking at how much it costs and all of that. And the great thing about it is with automating this, now I'm able to hire somebody who's going to pretty much do all of this for me and focus on the things only I can do. And so this, this exercise is really great because it just allows you to put things into perspective and prioritize the things that matter and get rid of the things that don't matter. When you write down your roles or the priorities in your life, those are the things that matter. You know, honoring God and, and completing the assignment that you have on your life is what matters. The role that you have as a wife, as a mother, as an entrepreneur, the role you have as a husband, as a father, as a servant, those things matter. So it's, it, I think that it's so important for us to really take the those checks and not just do it at the end of the year when we're planning for the next year, but do those throughout the year to check in with yourself to see how you're doing. Otherwise, we don't want to get to the end of 2019 and being like, man, my new year's resolution is X, Y, Z when you could have checked yourself way before that. So I suggest that you guys do this exercise. And honestly, if you pair this exercise for with the last one I gave you, the create the atmosphere, I think that that will produce some very supernatural results for you. If you really just do this after ushering in God's presence and spending time with him and worshiping him and, and all of that, and then you sit down to do this and allow the Holy Spirit to, to show you where your gaps are and not you saying what you think your gaps are. Because like I said, everybody doesn't have the ability to self-assess. Everybody is not really self-aware. So, and most of us, even if you are like that, we have blind spots. I know I have blind spots. And that's why I have to really make sure that when I am doing these things and, and checking myself, my ear is open to what God sees because he knows me better than I know myself. So I suggest that you take the time to do both of these assignments together and then send me an email. I want to hear what happened. I want to hear, you don't got to give me particulars, but just tell me about the experience. Tell me what you got from it because I would love to know. I, I truly believe that doing these two together will allow you to really make the rest of 2019 
life-changing. And then it'll also set you up for success and save you a lot of time with stuff you might have been spending the first couple months of 2020 doing. So yeah, go ahead and do this. Go to blessedandbossedup.com slash 134 to down, download the worksheet. And I want to hear your story. Send them to Tatum at tatumtamia.com. All right, y'all, let's answer some questions. Okay, let's answer some questions. If you have a question you want to be answered on the show, send me an email, tatum at tatumtamia.com. You can post something to the lines of question for podcast or something in the subject line, and I will read your question on the show. This one was in response to an email that I sent out. If you're not on my email list, if you download the worksheet for today's podcast, you'll be added on it. But I usually send out emails to my list every week about something that's on my mind that's usually relevant to whatever the podcast topic is. But this one says, this one's about going deeper. So last week we talked about going deeper. And so my email was about that too. So this one says, uh, happy Wednesday. I have a question about going deeper with God. Just like you, I do not have a church home. I listen to your podcast and attend Bedside Baptist with sermons on YouTube. That's funny. I wanted to know if there were other ways to tithe other than the normal church offerings. I make sure I tip or if someone needs something, I don't hesitate to provide it. Any suggestions? Yes. When I look at the Bible, when I read the Bible and it talks about bringing your 10th and sowing your 10th, it's very clear and it repeats 10th multiple times whenever talking about tithes and offering, it always says to give it unto the Lord. And so my thoughts as in regards to where to send your money is your 10% is God's. Right. And you have to be cautious about where you give your tithes, because if not, you're giving your 10 percent to the enemy. If you're sowing into agents of the enemy, my thought process would be, well, this is you're not giving this to God. You're giving this to the enemy. And so tithing, I believe, is extremely important because it does belong to God. So you want to make sure that it gets to him. And for me, um, one of the first reasons or one of the first red flags I knew was probably finna be time for me to leave my church was I was in praise and worship, wasn't even praying about tithing. And God told me to give my money to my grand, give my tithes to my grandmother's church. And I was like, hold on now, God got me uprooting my money. Like I've been sewn into this place for as long as I've been here. Even when I wasn't even coming to church like that, I would give my money online because this place was a place of God, but now he's telling me to move my money. Like what's going on? So I was nevertheless, I was obedient. I gave my 10% to my grandmother's church. And it was such a beautiful story. I feel like I told this somewhere, but it was such a beautiful story about how they were actually struggling to pay payroll and it was hot and the air was broke. And this is like an old school Baptist church. I, I did tell us on the podcast. So I'm not going to tell it again, but giving that 10% to her, it, it was really so life-changing for them. And it made me feel good to be obedient with God in that way, because he knows all of our needs. And so I would, if I were you, I would really seek him as far as where to give my money. And even last month, that was in, was it May or June? That was in June. Cause I give, I usually give on the first of the month for the previous month, because during the month it's way too many transactions, excuse me, for me to keep up with like what the 10% is, I would literally, it would literally take me forever. So instead I just add up everything that I made and I take that 10% on the first of the next month and I'll pay it. 
So last month, that was June. So for July, July 1st, before that, I was like, God, where do I need to send my 10%? And as I was somewhere at an event, there was a woman there and he said, give her your 10%. And I said, okay. So when I got back home, this is, we were in Dallas when that happened. So when I got back home, I got her number from somebody, a mutual friend. And I called her and was like, hey, what's your PayPal? I want to sew into you. And so I, I gave her my, my 10%. And that was a little bit different for me because I'm usually used to giving it to organizations. Even my husband is an accountant. He like, I mean, you got to give to an organization. You give it to individuals. I'm like, no, this is a God thing. He's like, all right, I get it. But um, but yeah, I really seek God as far as where your 10% needs to go because it's his, right? So if you are giving somebody back something that's theirs, you need to ask them where, like, in what way do you want them to or do they want you to give it to them, if that makes sense? So like, if you have something that's mine and you're giving it to me, you're going to say, Tatum, how can I give you your, let's say purse? Tatum, how can I give you your purse back after you bought it? Do you want me to meet you here? Do you want me to drop it off here? Like you will ask me and we will coordinate how I would get back what's already mine. So if I were you, I would do that with God. Like God, where how, where do you want me to give this to you? How do you want this given back to you? Do you want me to sew it into this ministry that I watch on YouTube? Do you want me to sew it into something that I don't even know these people for real, but I know that you said to give it to their organization, like really use this as an opportunity for your communication with God to get better than ever. And then whatever he says, do go ahead and do it. But, um, as far as you said too, about, um, Make sure you tip or someone needs something, you don't hesitate to provide it. That's great. You know, you're a giver, but don't mistake being a giver for the rule of giving God his 10%. That's a very specific number. When you tip, you may give somebody an extra couple dollars. If somebody asks you for something, you may toss them a little bit of money or whatever. But but are you making sure that you're giving God what's already his? So make sure you take that seriously as well. Make sure you're sitting down and saying, this is how much I made. Here's 10% of that. God, what do you want me to do with it? In addition to other the other nice things that you're that you're doing, but don't confuse the two or don't allow one to be a substitute for the other. You know, be be generous in things, but make sure that God gets his 10%. And like I said, ask him on where you should give it. We're coming up on time, guys, so I am going to wrap it up here. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. Stay tuned, y'all. I got some an amazing series coming up. I'm confirming all the interviews and stuff and making sure they all get it recorded before I tell you about it. But this series, y'all, is finna be lit. We are about to have some powerhouses on this podcast, and y'all going to be like, amazing so I'm just excited I'm not not even gonna get beside myself but just make sure y'all not missing no weeks because I'm really excited about these interviews I'm gonna do and posting them up here so yeah thank you guys for tuning in for another episode of the blessed and bossed up podcast and I will talk to you guys soon